Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network. Alongside with me is my co-host, and a girl who somehow won the Miss Teen America pageant at age 22... Shay Kilmer. You're going to get people coming after me one of these times, I swear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, my erotics, romantics, and curious people. If you love the show like Vin Diesel's agent loves Fast and Furious movies, then please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else you get your podcast. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. What do you think would become of Vin Diesel's career if there wasn't Fast and the Furious movies? I don't know, because I kind of see him like a smaller version of The Rock. Yeah. So some type of gigs like that, you know? Yeah. Probably not. He would not have the fame that he does now, but... Right. He's definitely typecast, too, in that role. For sure. You know, he does the voice of Groot in the Avengers movies. You know Groot? I love Groot. I have a baby Groot. But all he says is, I am Groot. That's Vin Diesel's. You can't screw that line up. All he has to say is, I didn't know that was him. I love a Groot. I want one. Yeah. And even like, like, you know, the baby and the teenage Groots, how his voice is like, obviously higher pitched because he's a little, that's still Vin Diesel's voice. Stop. Yeah. That's nuts. So how are you? I've been better, to be honest. Is it, are you sad because the president's threatening to ban TikTok? No, because he's just full of shit, like always. But, um, <laughs> God, I hate people with empty threats. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when it's like, there's so many other concerning things in the world. Like, you should probably address those things before a fucking app. Right. Before, like, an app that shows, like, teenagers and housewives yeah. trying to twerk on 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 tiktok those are bad things but they're not the worst things in the world anyways that's not the reason why we came here today guys but um you're welcome for that little rant right but we like to keep you people up to date on current events all right so jay it sounds like or it looks like you have something on your mind that you like to talk about i do um and it's do tell it's something that i've been reflecting on a lot on like my past relationships and on myself because guys to be honest reflection is the best you can do in order to grow so with that mm-hmm. i have now realized i have dated i have a tendency to date narcissists mm-hmm. and before we get <laughs> bum, into bum, the meat bum. and potatoes of it what made you did you just have an epiphany one day where it just like dawned on you so i mean i think it's been a gradual like I've seen a few videos where people are like, hey, this is narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that kind of applies to me. Oh, that kind of applies to me. Oh, <laughs> shit, that applies to me. Like, not like what I've done, but what I've experienced Yeah, from coming from somebody else. And I was just like, 
now easily say I had dated multiple narcissists. Yeah. So I think it's important to make a video about this just so other girls and women can be aware and notice the signs right away and see those red flags so that you don't get entangled in this like vicious cycle. And a lot of times narcissists are also tied into like cheaters and abusers. Yeah. And it, because of how charming they are and how good they are at lying and like saying how things are going to be so different, you believe them. And then it is for a little bit. And then they do the same fucking shit again and again. We'll talk about everything in regards to that. So I think to start off, the best way is just to talk about like the red flags. You know, I could think of probably several red flags of a narcissist, you know, being a guy and knowing that a lot of the tricks that the guys play, you know, in order to try to manipulate women to get whatever they're looking for. And, you know, make no mistake, manipulation is a sign of a narcissist. So guys are, are pretty good at that. Um, I, <laughs> you know, all guys go through a selfish phase, especially when they're in their 20s. You know, they're just thinking about getting laid. They are thinking about their own pleasure or just their own whatever, you know, w whether it's worrying about their own schedule when it comes to dating, not really considerate about women, all that stuff. All guys go through that phase, like in their early 20s probably. And I'd like to think that that's normal. So I probably did it. Probably most guys did it. But as you get a little bit older, you're supposed to, you grow know, out of it. Grow out of it. And some like guys, when, if you're 30, you should not still be in that fucking stage. Right. So I think when you're older and doing those kind of behaviors, that's not just the normal evolution of your maturity. That is true narcissism, wouldn't you think? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Being selfish is one thing. Yeah. Being a f straight up asshole is another. Yeah. You know, like it is totally fine to be selfish. You always have to be putting yourself first no matter what, because if you don't, you're going to drain yourself and then you're going to be lost. Yeah. Because you're going to be giving yourself away to all these people, especially the ones that don't deserve it and have nothing left for yourself. There'll be nothing, no love for yourself and it's going to be exhausting. So... And that old adage that says you can't make your partner happy if you're not happy yourself. You got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody. And this else. is the thing your partner is not going to be your happiness. That's right. just not how it works. You have to create your own happiness and they can add to your life, but they shouldn't be your whole life. Right. Anyways. So back to what we were talking about narcissist. And let's get one thing straight, too, before we really get into this. Narcissists can be women, too. It's not just men. Oh, yeah, totally. But statistically stating it is primarily men yeah sorry don't mean to like attack you guys so when i refer to <laughs> him or whatever just don't come for me just know that statistically it is mainly men yes i would agree with you i can't defend men there on whoa <laughs> <laughs> whoa okay now that we got that hey, i know a narcissist when i see one <laughs> and most of them are the male gender yeah. <laughs> and no not when i'm looking in the mirror that's so I guess, like, what we can start off with, um, first off, what is a narcissist? Tell us, Shay, what is a narcissist? Well, what would you say your definition of a narcissist is? I would say a narcissist is somebody who is entirely self-centered. They are only concerned with how any little thing that's happening affects them. It's all yeah. about them. It definitely, I would even call it almost like a disorder. Mm. Because, like... For sure. It's like a... 
like an, a person has like an inflated sense of like self-importance. Yeah, or even like if tragedy strikes somebody else, they're... It's all about them. Yeah, it's all about them. It's like, oh, I feel so terrible because yeah. your mom's cousin, blah, blah. It's like, it, but it had no effect on you. Like, why, why do you have to be the center of attention for everything? Right, right. And there are some people who want to be the center of attention because that's part of their personality. It's like you always want to be the loudest person in your group of friends or whatever. That's not a narcissist. Just because you want to be the center of attention doesn't necessarily mean you're a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Narcissists really want everything to be all about them. Mm -hmm. You know, they they want to take all the oxygen out of sympathy that people are feeling in a situation they want to take all the oxygen out of joy they want they want all of that to be revolving around them that's like a true narcissist exactly Mm -hmm. and it's also like the inability to recognize the feelings of others because they just want all of it right so they have no sympathy and that's also a big thing as to why they treat people the way they do Mm -hmm. because they don't care they literally do not have the capacity to care about another human being and their feelings right because it's all about them because that's all they care about is themselves right now it's easy for anybody who's listening to this right now they can picture a narcissist they know in their head that that fits that textbook of what we just said Mm -hmm. to a t think about our you know i don't want our show to be about our president because he gets too much attention as is but that is the classic narcissist is donald trump you know he is the classic narcissist that no matter what is happening, he brings it back to how does this affect him or make him look. So like Trump or anybody else, we can picture a narcissist in our lives or somebody that we know or a famous, certain famous people that are narcissists that way. Like Justin Bieber for the longest time was a narcissist. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I think he maybe matured a little bit since then, but we can all picture a narcissist, but how, and, and Shay, you can get into this, relate to narcissism and dating you know what i mean how does that forget about trump forget about the classic signs of narcissism I mean, how is narcissism what's that i said who'd want to date a cheeto anyways oh yeah Blech. he's so gross looking he's man. so orange uh, he like orange. who the fuck told him that that was a good look right like if you're a 73 year old man don't fake tan you look ridiculous you there's know? pictures of um circulating of what he would look like if he shaved his like comb over and just had like a beard (laughs) he looked so much better it's like bro just take one for the team right now just shave it i promise you look so much better just grow a beard and shave it yeah come on bro anyways Um, so but tell us about narcissism and dating like what is it like to date a narcissist because you clearly have have done that quite a bit yeah so so when i Finally, it was like, hey, we should probably talk about this, John. It was because, like I said, I was doing a lot of reflecting. Because right now, at this point in time in my life, I feel lost. And I don't trust my decisions. And I don't trust in myself. Hmm. And I'm like, why is that? And it's because of my decisions. And also, it's the remnants of dating a narcissist. Because a narcissist makes you question your sanity. Yeah, for sure. And it's a big one. And they're like, well, how do they do that? first red flag i would say is gaslighting mm. and do you know what gaslighting is i Mr. do John? it's where you you it's like triggering people the definition of gaslighting is to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity mm-hmm. and there's multiple ways to do this normally it's someone telling you one thing 
being like, hey, I will be there in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then let's say like an hour goes by and like you message them saying, hey, I thought you said you're going to be here in 30 minutes. They're like, I never said that. <laughs> I said I was thinking about it. Give me 30 minutes mm. to think about it. And mm-hmm. like that never happened. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's this like guys think about it. Think of how many times someone has done that to you. Think of how minute minute that is yeah so small but it's just the beginning because then it's going to be like i never said that she was my lesbian friend i told you she's been more than that no it's like um no you 100 percent said she was your lesbian friend i wouldn't just make that up but that's what they do <laughs> they make you question your own sanity be like did i really say that did he really say that i'm so confused yeah that's when it's successful because i've had girls try to pull that shit on me you know because they're like one girl i dated recently she um and like the final text conversation that we had was that she was like alluding to um basically that i don't chase her and i'm like you're just used to like oh she even said like hot girls shouldn't have to work this hard for whatever That's like that one video servicing like oh i thought pretty girls don't get tickets yeah talking to the cop yeah well she was saying it like that she's like i shouldn't have to like like hot girls don't have to work this hard because you know i'm busy and and i couldn't see her as a, i wanted to see her but i was just busy and i couldn't see her as much as she was wanting to and i said you're just used to guys chasing you all the time and when one comes around that actually doesn't chase you you don't know how to deal with it and she like agreed to that she was like oh yeah you're right you're right so that's like she was trying to pull that gaslighting shit on me and i'm like don't play that game with me you know, so gaslighting only works if you let it. But when they're successful at the gaslighting and mm-hmm. that manipulation, it does start making you question your sanity like, oh, maybe this is my problem, you know, and not theirs. Exactly. So when it works, because like, let's say you just don't want to do the fight. Let's say you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's not even worth it. When you do that, like, trust me, you, you obviously have to pick your battles, right? But, like, especially in the beginning, when it starts that small, you got to nip that shit in the butt, guys. Yeah. Like, let them know. Like, listen, I know exactly what you said at this time. You said you were going to be here. Don't try to go around that. Yeah. Acknowledge that that was not true. And then let's work on it because my time is valuable. I'm not waiting around for you. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So one of the, I would say one of the most known, like I said, red flags is gaslighting of a narcissist. Mm -hmm. What people didn't know is like how it's used and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think I realized that with the last person that I was seeing that that was happening. Mm -hmm. And I, but I didn't realize that until like a couple days ago. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. Like I said, guys, I've been reflecting. (laughs) So second red flag. You ready? Yes. Being manipulative. Mm. Mm. that is classic narcissism classic (laughs) i'm sorry guys i'm not trying to make a joke of this because i've actually been like because the joke's on you (laughs) the joke is on me i'm an idiot like i get it i know i'm like self-deprecating right now it's fine um john do you have any um references in manipulation like an example of Mm -hmm. manipulation in relationships yeah Well, yeah, for sure. You know, I've always said that in a relationship or even whether that relationship is casual or it's dating or it's 
serious relationship or marriage, somebody is always in charge. Now, couples, especially married couples, they always like to say, that's not true. We make decisions equally and blah, blah, blah. But that's not true. You know, there's Mm -hmm. always somebody who's in charge, even if it's ever so slightly one is in control of the other. It doesn't, and it isn't always the men. Sometimes it is women in relationships. I can't tell you how many of like my male coworkers and stuff, they have no clue about their finances at home. The the wife balances the checkbook. She pays the bills. Mm-hmm. She knows all the money and, and all. And, and so in that case, she's in charge. She's in charge of the finances and all that kind of stuff. So, right. so somebody is always in charge, even if it's ever so slight, but there are some men who, for whatever insecurities they have, they have to be clearly the dominant person in the relationship and they have to call the shots. And women at first in the relationship may not be down with that. So the only way for the guy to be able to have that that power position in the relationship is they start with the manipulation to almost like break her will exactly. in order for her to for her to take a submissive role especially because that goes hand in hand with isolating yeah so the best way to manipulate her is to isolate her because when she's isolated from her friends and family and people she cares about she can't run to them be like hey is this okay is this normal she then just becomes like a fucking shell of herself yeah and just takes it and that's exactly what narcissist wants you to do yeah and there's no there's no um, opposition of opinions. There's no Mm-mm. friend saying, leave that guy. He's a fucking prick. Her parents, there's a lot of men who also isolate them from their families because yeah. mom and dad, these trusted voices that they've had all their lives are like, this guy's a dog. You don't see that he's manipulating you and all that stuff. And the guy knows that those opposing opinions are going to be out there. So the mm-hmm. only way for her to hear the only opinion that he thinks that matters, which is his, is to isolate her from her friends, from her family, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I also noticed that when they talk about like what type of person they are, Mm -hmm. the narcissist, they're like, oh, I'm just like really possessive over the person that I, that I'm dating. Like, I just don't want them talking to anyone else or seeing anyone else because I've just been hurt in the past before. (laughs) And it's so funny because they say that. But they're normally the ones that are the fucking cheaters and liars yeah. because they want to play the victim role They're yeah. and they want to people to feel sorry for them. And so it makes them have like a false sense of like, oh, poor me, blah, blah, blah. Like I got hurt when I was 13 years old. She kissed another boy right in front of me. Like, yeah, they will always take the smallest thing and turn it around Mm-hmm. And say, oh my gosh, poor me. I got hurt so bad. When in reality, he was probably the one cheating on his last girlfriend. Yeah. Well, that's classic narcissism by projecting mm-hmm. your bad behavior onto other people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So It's a way of like dealing with your guilt of all that. So what I noticed too is that like on top of the possessiveness, on top of like constant lies, mm-hmm. like that's the other thing, like. They will always be lying. Yeah. So when you catch them in a lie, that's when the gaslighting comes in. Be like, no, I never said that. What are you talking about? Like, I honestly don't even understand how a narcissist can even keep track of all these things. Yeah. Because like the last guy I was dating asked me out. Had I didn't know he was living with another girl at the time. Oh, um, and told so like i said he said that this girl was her 
was his lesbian best friend Mm. um he told me he was living here he just moved here from texas said that he was living in like an apartment with this guy that already lived here that he worked with so he's really cramped and stuff and he's looking for a place and i was like well hey if this works out you can come with me and stuff and Mm -hmm. like it would help me out with rent etc etc like in the future blah 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 and he's like oh that'd be great blah 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 and then um yeah come to find out his lesbian best friend uh was his girlfriend he was living with oh my god and found out he never got rid of the tinder that he had (laughs) and um like two days prior to that he had been sexting his ex from texas oh my god so So, he's got the living girlfriend he's got you on the hook and he's got the ex in texas yep that he oh i also found out he had broken up with that ex in texas a week before we started dating you ever hear that song all my exes live in texas it's like an old 70s western song that's a weird song but no i have not heard it um but yeah so after i found that you know what this dude did what did you know what this dude did (laughs) tell us so instead of being like caught and like oh my god i'm so sorry you're right i fucked up blah 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 he screams at me oh because i did send him a pic i sent uh the two girls his ex and his current girlfriend not Mm -hmm. me obviously um pictures of us dating on facebook um saying hey this is shay uh ryan's girlfriend just wondering are you guys dating and so he saw that and he started screaming fuck you to me (laughs) (laughs) multiple times saying i ruined everything guys it is always your fault when it comes to a narcissist it will never be their fault they will never ever take accountability and no it's funny because obviously i broke up with him i kicked him out of my house he also was like you're never gonna see me again you'll never hear from me i'm like like i would want to get the fuck out you fucking i oh guys it's so funny because i was like pissed but, like, I felt so strong for saying, like, get the fuck out because, no. I guys, the funniest thing was I had only been dating him for a week and I found this shit out. Ugh. Anyways, it was my fault for finding out that he was cheating on me and <laughs> my fault for letting the other girls know he was yeah. cheating on them and, like, all this other stuff and that he had a girlfriend. How dare I? Yeah. He said, you ruined everything. How I, dare you ruin my sweet setup of, of having three girls everything. on the hook? How could I? He's like, my <laughs> stuff is still over there, blah, blah. Talking about the other girlfriend he's living with. Yeah. And stuff. He's like, you ruined everything. Blah, 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 blah. So, and hey, it's man. so funny because the next day he messages me over Snapchat saying, like, I get why you did it. But it shouldn't have been that way. It's like... What way should it have been? Exactly. I'm just <laughs> like... You could have done it worse. I mean, you could have really you could have really fucked things up for him big time, oh you know? Oh, God. And I wanted to so Like, bad. send a pic of you at lunch with his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, look who I met, you know? God. And then really have him sweat. So, That's awesome. Oh, God. It, it's just so funny, guys, because this is the thing. He will make you feel so insecure about yourself and so insane that you'll allow him to blame you. No. Because you're just, oh, it was really funny because before that, when I realized he was a narcissist, before I found out about the Tinder, before I found out about the ex, it was literally earlier that day Mm -hmm. because he had taken off our relationship status from public to like private. Oh, God. And you know that's something 
not okay. So I called right. him and I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand. Like, mm. we had this talk. I thought we solved everything, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I did it last night because blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, but that's not okay. That's not how you solve things. It's very spiteful. That's not healthy. Yeah. And um, this dude goes, he goes, I don't mean to take the attention off of me, but... <laughs> And turns it tries to turn around on me, oh saying like, God. "You need to just let this go." Say, and it's just like, this literally just fucking happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's the thing. They're like, "I don't want you to always be mad at me. This isn't going to work if you're just going to always be mad at me." <laughs> Say, uh, no, it's not. That's not the reason why it's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work because <laughs> you're manipulative. Because you're manipulative, a manipulative narcissist. That's yeah. why. Yep, yep, yep. Um. So, like I said, cheating is huge on the list with narcissists and yeah. abuse, unfortunately. So, this is the thing, guys. If you experience any type of abuse, if he ever screams at your face and, like, pushes you up against... If he ever touches you, guys, that's abuse. And I promise you, it will never, ever stop. Yeah, and that's what narcissists do. Where they make especially when it's physical or even mental abuse, they make her feel like it's her fault. You know, yeah. like, or he'll, he'll, be he'll like, say, I'm sorry, baby, that I beat you, but you just make me so crazy. It's because you exactly. blah, blah, blah. And it'll make you think like, yeah, that's right. I should. And guys, this is the thing. I shouldn't have instigated it. That's why he beat me. It's like, what? Guys, this is the thing. If this sounds familiar to you or someone you know, please get out of there or help someone get out of there because this is dangerous. There's so many people that I know that lost their lives because of abuse like this from a partner and it's not worth it because you have an option. You can leave. And if you're going through that or you need help, I swear to God, just reach out to me. I have so many different people that can help and if they can't, I will. I'm not afraid to help someone get out of that bad situation because I promise you're not going to be homeless. I will help you. And even if you did like start a fight with him or you did something that you maybe feel like triggered him to beat you, even if you did something bad that triggered him for to beat you, it doesn't justify him beating you. That is not how somebody deals with And this is the thing. With anger. He's, he's always going to be like, baby, I'm so sorry. It's never going to happen again. And it will always happen again. And it'll just keep getting worse yeah. and worse. And you will start fearing for your life. Yeah. So another thing, guys, is that we kind of alluded to it. Like, you should be able to express your feelings. If you feel like you're walking on eggshells constantly and he is so quick to turn hostile, that is a narcissist. You should be able to, you should never be in fear to talk about your emotions and it should never be put back on you. This dude has like a sense of entitlement, like he's never wrong. Yeah. Now, while somebody like me feels like I'm never wrong just because I feel like I have a a earned higher understanding than in this stuff that I think maybe a lot of other people don't have, um, and I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek, I'm not a narcissist even though I, b I believe that I try to be right about everything I say before I say it. That's different when you're in a relationship where they will manipulate the situation to in their own twisted view mm -hmm. will try to make you believe that they're right and you're wrong. You know, yeah. in order for you to be right, somebody else has to be wrong. And that's 
that's what they try to make you believe in your relationship. And honestly, it's impressive how great they are at convincing you that it's your fault. Yeah. And it's mainly what I've realized is that it's mainly because they make you fear losing them because you give so much of yourself and you love them so much because you would never, ever do any of the things that they're doing to you that they make you feel so scared that you're going to lose them if you speak up. And it's mind-boggling that they can do this and that they put you in those type of positions and situations. And it makes you fearful because you don't, because you, they make you feel like you, you're dependent on them because they, especially that emotional dependency. And it's toxic, guys. It's so toxic and it's so sad to see. And it's so sad that I finally realized that's what's been going on. Um, and another thing that I realized was that, like, if you try to set any boundaries with them, like, physical emotional mental whatever it is they most likely will not respect those boundaries and they'll guilt trip you because of them too like how dare you think that it's okay to say that i can't do this or do that and blah 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 like let's say it was like hey i really don't believe in talking to our exes or something obviously baby mom and daddy's different story but like like i don't i don't see the purpose so if you're going to talk to them i can't be in this relationship whatever blah 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 and then they make you feel bad for that. It's like, well, we've been through so much and blah. it's like, okay, but this is my boundary. And then they just turn it around again, guys. So just be on the lookout for that. Boundaries could also be anything like sex boundaries. And they like try to guilt trip you into being like doing stuff that you're not wanting to do yeah. or not comfortable doing. Right. And they'll be like, don't you love me? Why won't you show you, you, you love me? Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just knowing the cycle of this type of abuse because it is abuse being with a narcissist you are 100 percent going to experience some type of abuse because it's a disorder so the first part of the cycle would be the tension building with a narcissist like they start treating you like shit and then there'll be some type of abusive incident so whether it be mental emotional physical any one type of those and then it'll go back to being like in the honeymoon period where he's like so sweet, so caring, so understanding. Um, it's his biggest manipulation time, honestly. And he like apologizes and begs for forgiveness and I'll never leave you. I'm so sorry. It's never going to happen again. And then something will happen. Tension's going to be building and then abusive and then honeymoon phase. Like, please, if you're in something like this, please try to start recognizing those cycle that cycle because it's it's honestly heartbreaking to see yeah it's like rinse and repeat it keeps happening over and over again and by the way let me throw in there that you know we we tied a lot of these like narcissistic and manipulative behaviors to to violence and abuse and all that stuff and narcissism is abuse but it doesn't necessarily have to be only physical you know mm -hmm. i don't want you people out there who might you know wonder if maybe you are in a narcissistic relationship you might like rejected out of hand because you might be like, oh, well, but he never gets physical with me and he never gets angry. So he's probably not a narcissist. No, they can still be a narcissist with a big smile on their face and a soft yeah. voice. And you know what I mean? Just look out for the red flags, guys. Yeah. Especially if you cannot talk to him about your feelings. Like I noticed that was the biggest one with like two exes ago. Mm. It would always turn around on me. Like I would say I'm so hurt that this this, and this and he'd be like i cannot believe you would say that about me i cannot <laughs> believe that that is crazy how dare you that makes me feel like shit 
why would you want to paint me that type of way and it's just like Oh my god! Right. I'm talking about my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, again, he's trying to make you look like the bad person or a crazy person or you're a hysterical female. Mm-hmm, you know exactly. And so, just remember if they're if they did it once, they're going to do it again. And you really need to stop making excuses for their behavior and stop waiting for them to change because they are not going to. They're always going to stay that person, and there's nothing you can do to change them. And staying with them is not going to make them any better. Yeah. They definitely like to use like manipulative tactics too where it could be like the silent treatment and you don't know where they are. That actually happened in my last relationship. He didn't talk to me for like two and a half hours, three hours because I said I was, I wanted to be intimate when he got home and because I didn't answer him for 20 minutes, he used that as an excuse saying that I was with somebody else and having fun with them. So he didn't talk to me for two and a half hours, which come to find out he was actually with his ex-girlfriend or his girlfriend, I'm sorry, that he lived with instead of coming to my house. Yeah, the silent treatment could be one of the worst pieces of, you know, manipulation and torture that there is mm-hmm. without even saying a word. Yeah. You know, that can be torture, especially this day and age where nobody is too busy to answer a text or whatever. You exactly. know what I mean? So especially it's intentional if you're getting the silent treatment, unless they're laying in the hospital somewhere. Yeah. And this is the thing, like you can totally tell because this dude used to text me all the time, call me baby, like babe, I love you, blah, 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 whatever. So when he went silent and referred to me by Shay, I knew there was something going on. I was like, are you upset? What's going on? I'm so confused. And I don't know. Like, he tried to say, like, oh, you're with somebody else and, like, played off on me. And I started calling him and texting him. And he told me he was still at work. (laughs) And I believed him like an idiot. Um, But, yeah. So I'm disappointed in myself that it took me a week to realize this. Um, But normally narcissist people also like to move fast. In a relationship they want what they want when they want it now and they also try to use you for things like like i told you he was living with another girl and he had already mentioned living with me because of this other stuff and i'm guessing he probably liked me a little bit more than the other girl so he wanted to he'd prefer to be at my house than her house because he had been also sleeping at my house like, mm. the whole time we were dating basically <laughs> which was weird because like when I'm guessing he probably just told her he had to work something. Yeah, overnight? Overnight, yeah. Somewhere, like, far away. Who hmm. knows? But, so just be on guard, guys. Silent treatment, name-calling, sarcasm, insults, saying things that's going to upset you or frighten you or intentionally hurt you, um, not taking responsibility for their behavior, pushing you to question your own sanity. So just be on the lookout, guys. I know it's hard I know that you probably love them, but like their extreme jealousy, their possessiveness, them them isolating you from your friends and family, all and any type of abuse, guys, is not okay. And they're not going to change. So don't make exceptions for them. Know your worth. Don't just don't lose yourself trying to fix and love someone who is destroying you. Yeah. And if you have any doubts about any of this stuff, feel free to hit us up and we'll point you in the right direction. Exactly. Because honestly, guys, like my door is open if you need it. If you are trying to run from someone who is that like that, I understand. And I've been there and I felt so alone and I don't ever want anyone to feel like that. And it's traumatizing and scary because I get the pattern of what a narcissist does now. Like a narcissist pattern is to move on to someone who doesn't know the games they play. They move on to different partners and change people so that they avoid changing themselves and repeat the pattern all over again 
Damn, that sounds like it sucks. It does. <laughs> Don't ever become a woman, I tell you. That's a good tip. I'll try to remember that. I kind of like being a guy. Lucky you. I mean, it comes with its problems, but, you know, I don't think I'd ever want to live without a dick. Good to know. I kind of like my dick. Good to know. Anyways, <laughs> glad it's about you. There's his narcissist coming yeah, in. Right. Self-centeredness. <laughs> I may have a little bit of self-centeredness and, like, a lot of self-love. Like, I'm my favorite person, but I wouldn't say I'm a narcissist. <laughs> and that's how we're going to close it so nobody else can have time to argue that point. And that'll do it. For today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook, I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username The Real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five star rating. And I'm your co host, Shay Kilmurray. You can find me on Instagram at Truly Shay. That's T R U L Y S H A Y. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas. If you. Like we said, if you are struggling and you think you're in this type of relationship and don't know how to get out, do not be afraid to reach out because we are here for you. And remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at pretty much all your favorite podcast directories. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim and Shay at Kilmer Shay. That's K-I-L-L-M as in Mary, E-R-S-H-A-Y. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember, sex sells, so get in on the action and advertise with us. And you've been listening to The Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network. Later, my babes and bros. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.